Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily, most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily, thoughts and comedy from Broadway superfans. From Broadway superfans. I'm in Wisconsin again. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Can you speak in a a Fargo accent for this entire podcast? I can if you want. I would love it. Okay. (laughs) I love, um, uh, like, Wisconsin and, you know, Michigan, Chicago accent. I love a Midwest accent. It's so comforting to me, which obviously makes sense. It's so... I actually don't know much about it linguistically how it developed because it's such a interesting dialect. Mm-hmm. I think the northern part, especially, not necessarily Canada, and there's a similar. So I don't know how that fits in, but in like Minnesota and Upper Wisconsin, there's a lot of Scandinavian population. Hmm. So I think some of the development of it was from those like languages sounds. Do you think, like, sometimes I feel like Midwest accent sounds Swedish. Mm, yeah, exactly. It's weird. Anyway, yes, please speak in that accent for the entire <laughs> podcast. People I'll will love slip it. into it, because whenever I go home, it gets worse. And my <laughs> sister's up here, so she's got a real harsh accent. So That's amazing. Don't uh, you know? <laughs> falls into it a little more. <laughs> Um, but my sister and her kids are up here and I tried to watch newsies with them last night and nobody cared. I'm so sorry for your loss, Patty. I'm so sorry. Are they too young? Well, my oldest is 12 and she Mm. was interested and we watched some of it. Part of it was we watched some of it and then it was like, let's have dessert. And then after dessert, everyone lost right. interest, which I well, understand. sure. You have to watch the whole thing straight yeah. And it wasn't even the boring part. Right. I mean, that's the other thing I was going to say. Did you just get to that part where he's just like yelling for a while? <laughs> we didn't even get to that part. That part's boring. Yeah, that part is not great. <coughs> not great. Um, But there are a ton of people and two dogs in this house, so I could be interrupted at any moment. Which is such a role reversal, because normally I have like eight people and two dogs at my house. But right now, I think just the dogs are here with me. Everybody went out to go do things. That's nice. Yeah. Celebrating this Labor Day. Right. So peace and quiet. And uh, mm-hmm. going to work later. Oh, working on Labor Day. Just Woo-hoo. what the cause wanted. Yep. Well, I mean, fitting, though, that I tried to show them Newsies over Labor Day weekend. Definitely. Again, they definitely. just didn't care. That's too bad. You can definitely get the 12-year-old to watch it again, I though. think so. She, Yeah, she was interested. And the 10-year-old was like, I, I had showed them it shown it to them a while ago but when they were like littler Hmm. she was like i remember this uh we watched it in the car i can't she was like i've seen it already (laughs) she was like fuck this shit 
Listen, she has been very condescending to me about oh. our YouTube channel. Yeah, what are her suggestions? She loves watching YouTube videos, but she watches like those like my people playing Minecraft and things that are very broad reaching to to kids her age. So well, first of all, her suggestion for us to do on YouTube that would make it interesting, which she haven't even, hasn't even watched any of our videos, <laughs> is to do some kind of bean challenge, which is... What? You, there's, like, you have two similarly colored jelly beans, and one's, like, a delicious flavor, and one's a disgusting flavor. And... And then you eat it on camera. You eat both of them? I think you eat one, and then you're like, ew, it's gross, or yay, it's delicious. That's her idea to spice that's up the Patty yeah. and Emily YouTube well, channel? <laughs> because I guess that's a thing that... Is that what the kids are into today? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. So how do we put a musical theater twist on this? Is one that's of them Andrew Lloyd Webber and one of them is Stephen Sondheim? <laughs> and you're that's like... Good- mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Little night music. Delicious. I got the Sondheim one. <laughs> right, right, right. Ew, this one's Phantom of the Opera. Ugh, it tastes like rape. <laughs> you know, I saw another. There's like I, I didn't stop to take a photo of it, but in the subway near my work, there's like Phantom of the Opera posters, and it's like the Phantom, and then it's you know some tagline about like let romance sweep you off your feet. Ugh. Weird. It's weird. It's not romantic. It's not uh, romantic at all. He ugh. is a psycho murderer. Why would you put him on the poster and say romance? Makes no sense. It's fucking weird, know. man. But she also was like, "How many subscribers do you have?" And I was like, "I don't know, a little over fifteen hundred." And she, she was, was like, like, "That's <laughs> not very good." <laughs> Shade. I was like, girl, you are not my audience, and that is shade. Fun. Oh my god, that's amazing. Wait, so who are the? Does she? She's not even into like, um, I don't know, like confessional YouTube stars. <laughs> like, she only watches other people play video games. I think so. I don't know. I don't think anyone's monitoring what they're actually watching. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. She was like, I watched a video the other day on YouTube where somebody cut their finger off. (gasps) What the fuck? (laughs) This, so then we were all like, huh? And I was like, Bridget, aren't there like controls on what their devices? I'm sure there's not. Oh my God. Go look at the history, Patty. Look at the history. So she had been watching a video about Fruit Ninja. And then in like one of the like suggested videos, there was a like fruit a different fruit ninja video, but it was someone who was like like slicing fruit real fruit in real life with a real sword. Oh my god. And so then they like sliced their finger. <laughs> That's funny and terrible. This, that was like an interesting story she told at dinner. Kids kids these days are fucked up. Oh man. This internet generation. <clears throat> that's um that's that's funny. That's funny well, actually. You know, I am this is like a really embarrassing story from childhood, but it's not because 
whatever that's the type of shit this is like the exact same thing where you're a kid and you say something and you don't really understand that it's like bad or what's going on yeah. and then everyone at the dinner table is like i'm sorry what did you just say <laughs> like record scratch somebody once like told me a you know some joke that was like a play on words with someone's name like oh if this person's name first name ben last name dover then their name is right. ben dover ben dover and i like didn't understand it and so i like told mm-hmm. that joke at dinner when i was like fucking 10 or something like yeah. that Yikes. and my parents were like what and i was like i don't what somebody <laughs> i don't this i joke? didn't this did not understand what it meant <laughs> oh man I wonder how I would be different if I had that much access to the internet at a, such a I young know. age. I don't know, man. Oof. It's a little nuts. Yeah. Well, no wonder they're bored by newsies. And they can watch videos of people getting their fingers chopped off. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Who needs to watch poorly choreographed dance fights? <laughs> a little boring. Well, I think next year my sister and I are going to bring the oldest out to New York. So I don't know what show, depending on what shows are playing, we'll go see a show. That's exciting. I hope I don't have to take her to like Wicked or something. Not that I don't like Wicked. Waitress, waitress. If it's still running, that would be a good one. Yeah. We're going to have some real conversations about boundaries. I can't believe Fun Home's closing this week. God damn. Mm. Bummer. Well, two so two plays closed this week. Mm. Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime and Act of God, which I kept forgetting had come back, but it did. Sean Hayes, isn't it? Yeah, Sean Hayes. And it was delightful when I saw it the first time around with Jim Parsons. But that means that The Humans is the only play on Broadway right now. That's so nuts. Uh, it's funny. Crazy. When's when's the next uh, most like when's the next play gonna open? Like how long is this one play on Broadway gonna be going on? Let me see. I was just putting together our like contact spreadsheet for the new season, and there are a lot of plays. Um, but let me see when they start. Oh yes. So well, it doesn't really count. <clears throat> The next thing that starts that's not a musical is Lewis Black is doing oh, stand-up Lewis Black show? specials. Yeah, he's doing a solo <laughs> show, and it's going to be at the Marquee, but it's on Mondays. Only on Mondays? So like, well, right, because On Your Feet is still at the Marquee, so I'm assuming oh, they'll drop right. the curtain and he'll do it in front of the curtain. Oh my god, no, just do it on the set. Do it on the set. Do it on the bus set. Do it on the bus. (laughs) Yes, on the bus set. Or the Cuba set. Do it in the gym. Do it in the gym with the letters. Oh god, yeah, with all the letters. (laughs) That's perfect. Do it on stage at the AMAs. (laughs) Yes, that's the perfect set to use, actually. Um, I wonder if this is I'm not familiar with this structure if someone's done something weird like this before like had one show playing on Mondays and something else playing the rest of the week oh yeah I don't know either it's funny get that money honey marquee theater locker the musical (laughs) (laughs) I know I got really confused do you think if you order a drink you get an on your feet cup I hope so (laughs) that would be great and you could get like the I don't know whatever their specialty drinks are (laughs) yeah yeah 
Like the conga line culotta or something. <laughs> um, I just was really confused when I first saw this because I was like, at the marquee, oh, wait, huh? My, what? <laughs> and then I, like, noticed the dates were only, it wasn't, like, starting this day. It was, like, this day, this day, this day, this day. Right. And I was like, oh, I bet those are all Mondays. And then they've added a few so more. Funny. So right now it's, I don't think it's every Monday, but it's most Mondays from September 12th through October 24th. So it's mm-hmm. maybe six or something. Cool. And then then all the, then things pick up steam. The 20th is the first preview of The Encounter, which is some one-man play. Um, Anybody, who's in it? Someone we know? No, it's written and directed and performed by the same person. Simon no. McBurney. No clue. It previously played at the Edinburgh International Theatre oh, Festival. Oh, an Edinburgh thing. Yeah. Well, good for them. This sounds... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds suspect. One man play based on the true story of a photographer who finds himself lost among the remote people of Javiri, nope. of the Javiri nope. Valley on the border of Brazil oh, and no. Peru in 1959. Oh, it's racist. It's racist. It's a white savior show. Yes, white man, tell me about all the wonderful things that those My native first, people taught like, you. My first worrisome question was like, is it all told by this one man, or is he playing more than one character? Oh god! Oh god! Oh no! But maybe the way it's described as a one man play, hopefully, that sounds, aspect of it isn't there. Sounds- well, in any event, that sounds <laughs> really racist and horrible and definitely not something I have any interest in seeing. Bloop. Well, uh, there was a bit of a, a dust-up, a Twitter dust-up yesterday over a Wells Fargo ad. Mm-hmm. Lots of people chimed in. Mm-hmm. And we changed the world. <laughs> we can do it. I mean, it was until the next advertising campaign that you know belittles the arts. Did they learn nothing from that? Like, watch the game while you're at the ballet ad that just happened. My favorite thing about these things that make absolutely no sense whatsoever is a the response from Wells Fargo implying what their intent was is like hilarious because they're like yeah we thought that the copy was basically saying you can be a ballerina and an engineer and everyone's like you no, you didn't that's you didn't show you didn't get any eyes on this besides the people that wrote it (laughs) you know there's no double checking for this clearly you didn't run anyone else by it and also the just supreme irony of how many artists it took to create that no kidding pretty funny i mean that don't be yeah. an artist there's no future in it said the graphic designer the hairstylist the makeup artist the set designer the photographer the prop person the photographer the actor the model uh all those people yeah okay the copywriter who probably has a screenplay sitting in his desk <laughs> yep all of it so dumb you're all so dumb real stupid it's really silly i don't (sighs) 
I enjoyed a lot of the Wells Fargo wagon tweets, though. What were they? I don't. <clears throat> th- I didn't see them. It was the the main idea of it was just like let's take the Wells Fargo wagon song out of the Music Man, or like replace it with something else, like the Bank of America wagon. I mean, they're just as evil, but you know what I mean. <laughs> right. It's funny. Like, you're in a musical, Wells Fargo. Yeah, guys. All right, news. News of the week. Oh, what do we got? Well, we've got some casting information for acapella musical In Transit, which I still know very mm. little about. Yeah, I... <clears throat> when this was uh, announced, I, like, looked at something and was like... Right. What's this about again? And I like read the synopsis again that was just like, people in New York have intersecting lives. <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. yep. Um, okay. <laughs> I sort of have like no feelings because I'm like, really don't. It could be. I mean, anyway. I'm super interested in how it will work as an acapella musical. Mm just as someone who enjoys acapella and also, like, I don't know. It's going to be at the at Circle in the Square, so that makes sense because it's mm-hmm. a smaller space. I guess um, my feeling is that I don't have any doubts that a acapella musical has the potential. Like, I don't think acapella sure. is a detractor to the form. So that's why I'm like, I don't know what the musicals, like, I don't have a problem with the form. So that's why I'm like, what the fuck is it about? Mm. The intersecting lives of New Yorkers? I need more information. (laughs) So I'm (laughs) not worried about the form. I don't, you know, whether or not it's good or bad is irrelevant to the acapella. Yeah. Well, sure. I mean, good or bad is always uh, the determining factor, no matter what kind of show you're right. or like I like gimmick quote unquote to use that right. word you're throwing at it right but I will say now that the cast has been announced I'm even more interested to see mm. it because this is a pretty fucking great cast it is a good cast yeah so we have Justin Guarini who we love yes Telly Leung what coming back to Circle in the Square, who was nice. out when we saw Godspell, so we get to see him in this. Aaron Mackey. Mm. James Snyder. Mm-hmm. Moya Angela. Mm-hmm. And Margot Seibert. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of good voices. Yeah. I'm also super interested. They are... I mean, then there's a lot of other people who I'm not sure of. Some of the names I recognize, but, you know, are just going to be, like, rounding out the sound. And mm. I, like you said, I don't, none of, there's no names for characters or whatever. So I don't know if it's going to be, like, a hands-on, a hard body situation where sort of everybody gets their moment, which would be great. Mm. It's not a giant cast, so that might be part of it. Um, but the like choir and acapella nerd in me is like all of those people I just listed are 
like like what you would call like a soloist or a lead mm. singer. Right, right. So that doesn't mean they can't blend their voices with other people, but it'll be Don't interesting to head, hear Cassie. that happen. Exactly. Don't pop the head, Cassie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here for it. Curious as well. Yeah, I feel like mostly it just... I don't know. It's funny to me in this day and age to read a description like that that's just like intersecting <laughs> lives of New Yorkers I'm like please for the love of God give me more information no because basically you're just because then like of course if you were talking to someone who was involved in it there's because I'm sure there's some sort of sneaky reveal of something everyone's related sure. who knows they're all it is. dead they're all dead yeah. it's just it's just happiness without <laughs> the musicians like whatever I want to know yeah this uh, this Don't just be theater cute mania and be article. like you just need to see it yeah this theater mania article doesn't even say anything about Oh, it just says the acapella musical is inspired by the rhythms of the subway as various <laughs> characters find their way in New York City. Oh my god, come on. Whatever. So is it like a it's like a mono scene maybe? Like where they're all in the like all West Fourth Street station and people just come in and out? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, that description makes me be like, so is it just, it's like stomp? <laughs> like, it's going to be like, a, like, yeah, what you just said, like a subway platform, and then we're going to see some girl be like, oh, no, I forgot my wallet, now I have to go back to my apartment. <laughs> oh, that's... The and then she, like, bumps into some guy, and, and he's like, hey, oh, excuse me, and she's like, whoa, I just had this feeling. He's like, me too. <gasps> Weird, let's <laughs> ignore it. And then she goes, and then she comes back later, and they're soulmates, or, you know, something like that. That sounds great. <laughs> and the old lady on the platform is her mother <gasps> that homeless oh, woman that she, she didn't give change to at the beginning homeless lady yeah exactly exactly <laughs> and then in the final scene as her mother is dying because the police officer shot her because she oh, was black <laughs> and then everyone starts humming Oh, shit just got 525,600 minutes. And then another hundred people just got off of the train. <laughs> oh, man. It's funny. <laughs> well, then I'm ready to see it. I just, um, I don't know yeah, what to expect. Until you tell us what it's about, we're going to make shit up like that. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I exactly. think they're people. I it think just says various characters find their way in New York City. <laughs> I think they're rats and cockroaches. It's the rats and cockroaches. Ghost. And it's done in the style of cats. Yes. <laughs> I'd see it. Well, I can't wait to hear all those voices, whether they're singing cockroaches or singing assholes. Mm-hmm. We finally have a new Runs a Minute coming. Yay! But it's not till January. <laughs> it's far away. But it's fine. It's fine. We're prepared. We're ready. 
I know. it's There's nothing been announced yet, but they just accept that the show is happening. So just a heads up, everybody. January 23rd, runs a minute, 9.30, Feinstein slash 54 Below. I can't wait. I always love hearing the news trickle out of mm-hmm. what shows are going to be featured and who's going to be there and then getting there <sighs> in the night and figuring out who dropped out. Yup. <laughs> May this be the year of... Carolee Carmelo. Oh, man. Maybe. Come on, guys. Get Carolee Carmelo to that show. Do the one night all. It's all Carolee Carmelo. It's all Carolee Carmelo. <laughs> she just has to sing Crimson Kiss and then... Uh, all the shows from her entire career. Yeah. Yeah. All the ways to time. To all the ways to time. And she has to sing... Um, For such a time as this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're only singing songs that have the word time in them that are from <laughs> failed Carolee Carmelo musicals. <laughs> Trust me, there's enough material. Oh, to have a career <laughs> such as Carolee's. Oh, God. I just worship her. I mean,. She was made for that show, so I can't, like, and I know a lot of it has to do, especially especially with those newer shows, if there are things in the works, a lot of times they mm. don't want it to be talked about because maybe mm-hmm. they're reworking it and blah, blah, blah. So right. who knows? That's probably one of the reasons why she hasn't, or, like, the shows that she's been in haven't been featured yet, but. Right. <sighs> We'll see. Please come talk about Scandalous. It might be too close. That's the problem, though. Like, Carly, in in discussions that we've had, she's so nice, Mm. but, like, is, I'm sure as much as she can be honest, uh, you know, she'll give you tidbits, but, again, in, like, a nice, not gossipy or not, like, trash-talking her experience kind of way. Right. She's the sort of person that will, like, reveal something that she's not supposed to, not because she's gossiping, but because she's like, oh, should I not have uh, revealed that part of the information? (laughs) Oh, well. Oh, I said it. That was my experience. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, But, like, I don't know if Scandalous is, it's, like, too close to Scandalous. I feel like it needs to be, like, in 20 years she talks about it. God damn it. I know it's such a long time. Can we talk about Scandalous, like, once a month? But we, like, well, sure, but we, like, can't get that real dirt. Like, I don't know if she will ever be able to fully talk about it. Yeah, no, it's true. Well, more dirt will get more dirt As long as Kathy Lee is alive. Um... Right. Because I, I think she's like respects her enough to be like right. if she did have I maybe she doesn't. Maybe she thought it was the most brilliant piece of theater. I don't know. I'm not gonna right. assume well, you're not gonna get, thinks about it. Well Kathy Lee is live, we're certainly not if this is what she would want to say publicly, we're not gonna get a tidbit from Carolee being like, Kathy Lee is crazy, that show was fucked up and I took it for the paycheck. Or like, right. you know, like, like I don't think that's how she feels, but I certainly don't think we're going to get her being like, yeah, that show was uh, garbage and Kathy Lee doesn't know how to write musicals. No. I certainly don't think we're going to, I don't think Carolee feels that way, and I don't think she would say it if she did. No. <laughs> God, I do wish I could get her most honest opinion about Scandalous, though. I know. I want to know. So interesting. If anyone Mm. was working on Scandalous and is listening to this, just shoot us an anonymous email. 
Listen, if you were working on Scandalous and you want to come in for an hour-long oh, interview and tell sure. us <laughs> everything, if we can get your, listen, if we can get anyone who is anywhere close to the Scandalous experience, if we would love to hear your honest, your, just tell us. Yeah, you mean, want to write a memoir? Tell us everything. You want to be that person that wrote the Follies book? Do it. Mm, yeah. Like, I want to talk to anyone that will give me full honesty about the experience of working on Scandalous. <laughs> no, makes sense. Makes sense. I don't know why I didn't think that. That far That's ahead. That far. <laughs> this is, see, this is why we work. Because I'm like, send us an email. And you're like, come be on our show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. You're like, you're like, if anyone has uh, the gossip about how Carolee feels, let us know. And I'm like, if anyone has any gossip they want to share about Scandalous, I will listen to it. Yeah. I loved Scandalous. It was something. Yep. I do wish, I do wish I'd seen it more than once just because I don't remember it super well and mm-hmm. I want to like it's like this big joke or whatever but as far as I remember it it was like okay in the way that like right. I heard so many horrible things about Soul Doctor then when you go see it it couldn't possibly be what everyone was talking about and it just I saw Soul Doctor and I was like oh yeah all right Hmm. That's sort of how I felt about Scandalous, but I don't know if there was more craziness or more good in it that I didn't see because I only had seen it the one time. Right. There was, I mean, there was a lot of fucking crazy ass nonsense in that show. (laughs) Like, do you remember the trio of scenes when she's like that, that, um, exemplified when she was like spicing up her church services, you know, where they had where she had uh, oh, yeah, yeah, her yeah, boyfriend with... like in a loincloth. Yeah, I remember like, cutting that. off his ha- hair. Yeah. yeah, and like Ross Ryan had to play Moses. <laughs> and my absolute favorite one when 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 Carolee she's talking about the ten plagues and she's like and then the river turned to blood, but she literally goes and then the river turned to blood. <laughs> you can listen to it on the cast recording. She says it just like that. She's like blood, woo, spooky, like <laughs> it's so fucking great. Right, if, and then if she's Amy like, "If McPherson were alive today, she would have a hell house on Halloween." Oh, a hundred percent, one hundred percent. Not only would she have a like, she would have the best one. Oh yeah, like the biggest hell house, right, in uh-huh. the world. Maybe Simple McPherson would be like, if she was alive today, she would be producing movies that were like. Basically, like, you, we would put them in the same genre as, like, Saw, but they would be, like, Christian movies about, like, the evils <laughs> of sin. Like because Satan that's, like, 100% porn. of what she did was, like, doing Hollywood flair, but Bible right. stories. Like, right. she would have worked on Passion of the Christ, you know? She, she would have been like, Kirk we're gonna, Cameron. if people watch this movie, it's gonna make them love Christ. Sure. You can't make a shitty movie. 
Oh, man. If you want more people to watch it. Scandalous just had so much absurdity. Remember at the end when that pregnant girl comes in and, and she's like, oh, oh, Amy, I heard you on the radio. I heard you took in girls like me, wayward girls with babies who don't have a home anymore. And Amy's like, let's all go to bed and tomorrow we'll have a fresh <laughs> a, cup, a fresh of, cup mercy. of mercy. <laughs> I do remember that. That was like the last line in the show almost. <sighs> and then they did like the, oh, oh by the way. Mm-hmm. And then she happened. died of a drug overdose at the age of 54. But, but I, yeah, like all those tidbits about how she actually did the bulk of her charity work post-scandal. Also because the scandal happened when she was 24, so it literally was the middle of her lifetime. Right. She had literally 50% of her life left after the oh, scandal. Man. <laughs> oh. Remember that whole speech she did? That, like, ten-minute monologue about about when she heard the voice of God? Well, yeah. I can't remember how they changed that. Because they did it, like, when I saw it, it was different, right? Right, because you saw it when the car was still in? No, I saw it No, you didn't see the car. Did you? But you saw. So I did see the monologue, but before that, it was like she was speaking in tongues or something, right? Well, no. Before that, so before that, there was a scene like it's the. There was a scene before that where she's with her second husband, like living this small town life, um, and she there's like there used to be a scene where like two of the her neighbors neighbor ladies are over and she's like doing the ironing and they're like gossiping about mm-hmm. being housewives or something and, like probably talking about God or something and she's <laughs> like I don't believe that stuff or something and then literally she's like don't you hear that don't you hear that and they're like what. She's like, I heard it. I heard the voice of God. Man, that was a great edit. Changing that scene (laughs) to a monologue. Like, you can say what you will about the final product, but as far as, like, editing, going from that scene to that monologue was really good dramaturgy. Yeah. Is that the word? Can I use that word like that? Dramaturgy? I think so. It's very good book editing. That's Vast good. improvement while still being a complete failure. No. <laughs> JK, great. I love that scene. Carolee Carmelo know. could literally get a standing ovation from a fucking monologue, you guys. That was it. She used to, well, not necessarily a standing ovation, but that monologue garnered applause every time I saw the show. Oh, that's great. Like, you want her to scrout at the top of her range and get standing goes all night long, and then she's also like, mm, I'm just going to talk and get applause. Mm, clap, 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 clap. Carolee Carmelo. God. Carolee Carmelo. Well, I don't know how we've done it, but I've managed to steer the entire conversation to Carolee Carmelo and Scandalous again. <laughs> I think I kind of steered it there. But the fuck were we talking about? We're talking about runs a minute, which makes right. complete sense. Easy, easy. <laughs> uh, you know what? I want someone to re- go through all of the episodes and find out how many times the conversation gets steered to scandalous naturally. <laughs> if any of you want to take that on, be our guest. Yes, you are now our unofficial intern. 
Well, which again, I want to put out a call because I don't know how to do it to get us a Wikipedia page. Get us a Wikipedia page. I think that's what you're, somebody do it. Yeah. That's, that's how it works. Cause we no, can't I know. That's what I'm saying. So, and I remember at one point somebody had was like, uh, when I had done that, I tried, but it was too confusing. So I don't know, but like, <laughs> I think you have to already be a Wikipedia page editor. Yeah. I don't know. It's something like that. This isn't know. our I mean, job. Somebody out Listeners, there must know this is how to your do it. job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, get your tickets for Runs a Minute. We don't have ours yet, but we will. We will. <laughs> we'll yep. see you there. It's in January. <laughs> yeah. And all is not lost for last five years' tickets. Mm. There is a raffle. Which is not ideal, but at least the money from this raffle is going How to the charity. How much are the entries? Um, you can donate just $10 if you want. Oh, all right. That's not too bad. Yeah. Sigh. I wish I could go to that show. Oh, I know. And I don't have faith that entering that raffle will make me win tickets. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Well, listen to this. If you win these this raffle, two winners will each get a pair of tickets. Great. Mm. Mm-hmm. One winner will get to meet the stars of the show. What? And the other will rele- will receive a limited edition show memorabilia. So <gasps> wait. Memorabilia. So I guess the grand prize gets tickets and a meet and greet, and then the runner-up gets tickets and the memorabilia. What is the memorabilia? They're selling memorabilia at a one-night-only concert? Unless they're, like, scrambling to make it for Uh, this. I want memorabilia. Maybe there'll be some, if they do make it, maybe there'll be some at the flea. Give me a magnet. Or if anyone's there and wants to buy us memorabilia. Yes, please. Oh, God, if you're there and they have memorabilia, um... Purchase me memorabilia up to $20. <laughs> and she will reimburse you. I will reimburse you up to $20. Up to $20. <laughs> Ugh, God, I want to go to that so badly. I know. I'm sorry. Mm. It's real. It's real fucked up, man. <sighs> wow. It's a real stellar cast and a I know. show that you love. I know. Oh, well, it's a week from today. I'll just have to get through it like <sighs> Amy Semple McPherson. Yes, perseverance <laughs> over. Yeah, I don't know. I'm Maybe I totally missed it, but on the like website about entering the raffle, I didn't see any sort of deadline. I'm assuming maybe they'll draw a day before or something. Right, so get, right. get your entries in now because I don't know how yeah. long that'll be going for. Right. Well, last week we were talking about the beaches, uh, the beaches movie, mm. and we were speculating over casting of young Cece and young Hillary, and like the day we released it, they announced casting. And we we got a tweet from Casey Mink that was like, "Hey, I was just listening to you talk about this, so thanks for pointing that out." And young Adina Menzel is Gabriella Pizzolo. Oh, shit. No way. From Fun Home. Hey, girl. 
Moving yeah, on up. and young Nia Long is Grace Capeless. Um, and she, I don't, I think like Nia Long, you know, she's an actress, not necessarily like she's not a little Broadway kid because mm. she doesn't have to be. Right. But awesome. Real cute. Cool. Excited. Oh, do you know what? She was in that I'm such a liar. She is a young Broadway kid. She <gasps> was Lavender and she was a young Nala. <gasps> No and way. she was in that Godspell cast of oh what twenty whatever with Gatton Matarazzo. That is a she was, that is a Broadway pro kid. Yeah, she was young Celise. Damn. So that's fun. Wow. Maybe she will get to sing then. Man, isn't it amazing that even even in the children getting cast, you already have to have experience. Yeah, I know. That's fucked. It's hard, hard racket to get into. Yep. That's life, kids. That's showbiz. Oof, she's got You're five website. years old. You don't have experience. Get out of here. <laughs> she's got her own website. Nice. Do you know what? Jesse Mueller doesn't have a website. And I mean, God I damn it, Jesse Mueller. But that's like, not surprising. <laughs> I'm like, this is Where do people send their fan mail? (laughs) I just think it's so funny that, like, you don't even really have to do anything. Maybe just be like, I'm in this right now. Right. And she's at a place where she can have someone update that for her if she wants to. Right, right. She doesn't even have to do it. Make someone else do it, girl. I can't remember why I was looking... I think maybe I was looking for, like, a Throwback Thursday picture or something. Uh, and I, uh, like, Googled her and then was looking at the links. And, I'm, you know, that should be, there should be, like, jessiemuller.com is the first thing that comes up. And I was like, girl, right? why don't you have a website? Right? No website. <sighs> oh, Grace Capeless has listed Godspell cast of 2032 as a Broadway credit. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> oh, not, not the only one. Not, not the quite. only one. Not quite, hun. You I mean you have also Radio City Music Hall Christmas Spectacular? I think that the entire cast of Godspell Children does that. Like puts that on their resume as a Broadway credit. Oh, I mean, not maybe, maybe not all of them, but I have seen yeah. that multiple times where you're like Broadway. Yeah, okay, okay. I mean, honey, it's a credit. I just don't I, know if yeah. it goes in that section. It should be like, you should just change that to Broadway slash New York. Mm. Just add the New York on there. Because then you can include Radio City Music Hall Christmas Spectacular. Right. Uh, she also was in A Christmas Story. Oh, man. Pro. Yeah. Remember how I was like, I don't know who this girl is. And she has <laughs> three Broadway credits. <laughs> Oh, what a funny. joke. Well, I don't know. I still feel the same way as last week about this Beaches movie. Same. Same. <laughs> There's cool. a lot of, yeah. 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 I think another thing you're pretty ambivalent about is that Moulin Rouge was announced as being adapted for the stage. Don't. Can't Which I guess, just... okay. that must have happened before, right? Like, what? As a stage I don't know, people show? talking about it. Like, I feel like it hasn't people, happened. Well, there's but, a lot of people that really love Moulin Rouge. So I true. think that there's plenty of people, as much as we're like, 
bring Mulan to the stage. There's people that are like, bring <laughs> Mulan, Mulan Rouge. Rouge. That's, that's funny that the first thing I thought of was Mulan. That's funny. They should bring Mulan to the stage. I agree. Oh, my God. Fuck you, Frozen. Do you know who would be a great Mulan? Alice Lee. Oh, yeah. I'm here for that. Oh, God, she'd be so good. I, yeah. Hmm. I mean, there's a million other people. No, I mean, I like, mean, like, I, I, my first inclination, like, I'm like, yeah, I get Alice Lee, but like, obviously, my go-to is, I just like Leah Salonga. It just should be Leah Salonga. Well, yeah, <laughs> she can't be, she can be grandma, <laughs> grandmother, father. <laughs> Rude. Leah Salonga can play any age. It's wow, fine. We don't I care. Mean, she's, it's very, very Carrie Butler, ageless. Right. Like she. I definitely agree with that. She can definitely still play Mulan on stage. We're fine with it. <laughs> like in my version where Leah Salonga is playing Mulan, Alice Lee is playing Mushu. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I wonder if they would even get to keep Mushu. No, they probably wouldn't. They'll probably have to get rid of Mushu. They're probably going to turn him into a, you know, like a fat friend. Well, she does need... <laughs> she does need an ancestor's guide so i mean Mm. i don't know that they can take that aspect out of it because it's entrenched in the like right the story that that's why it's not just like a fun like me you know the Mm. cat her horse is a little bit plays the like Sidekick, magical animal yeah. sidekick. Well, in that way, though, Mushu is just like a stone thing that comes to life, so it could be right. a, a stone soldier or something right. like that. That's true. Or it could be like uh, a, a a little geisha Alice Lee. <laughs> that's offensive. That's cross culture references. That, I was going to say that's the that's the wrong uh, country, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> right, because Mulan did a really good job of respecting uh, all of uh, I mean, uh, Chinese reality. No, uh, n- no excuses for Disney. <laughs> they did all right. <laughs> Considering. Sure. I mean, at least it's not like magic Middle Eastern land in Aladdin. Oh, yeah. Who even knows where that is? Or <laughs> Grandmother Willow. <laughs> oh. Or how Pocahontas learns English. That's my favorite part. She learns English through magic. No, I know. I know. And have her be 16, but looking Mm. like she's 25, and have Mm. a relationship with John Smith, which Mm. never happened. Mm. I mean, there's so... I have so Pocahontas. (laughs) (laughs) But damn it, if that pug in a bathtub eating cherries wasn't adorable. (laughs) True. <laughs> and then her little raccoon friend comes in and steals all the cherries and is like, haha, you white bitch. Oh, Miko. <laughs> little rascal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that movie is garbage. I mean, whatever, they're all garbage. It's, funny. it's true. They really are. <sighs> well, so we were talking about Moulin Rouge. <laughs> also garbage. No, I haven't seen that movie probably since I, I was yeah. like 14 I or something. It, like, again, I mentioned before we started recording that 
I, I saw that your reaction to this was sort of ambivalence because you had a back and forth on Twitter mm. with a, a friend, a friend Philip. And mm. I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm also a little bit there, but I'm, I'm not like, I'm interested to see it because also the story I'm fine with. It's La Boheme. It's Rent. Guys, we did it already right. a million times. Sure. That doesn't mean we shouldn't do it again, but hmm. it's gonna um, be good. I am curious. It is, has Alex Timbers attached to it. Right. So right. That, that seems is like an Alex Timbers An interest vehicle. peaker. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're like, I mean, oh, the frozen, things that I, I can like, see that this, yeah, that makes complete right. sense that Alex Timbers would be doing Moulin Rouge. Yeah, I guess in, maybe just the memories I have from the movie, I'm just sort of like, are you, you just going to like, I don't know, update the Phantom of the Opera set and do it. <laughs> or I mean Phantom obviously that's not, I'm hoping that that's not what it is like obviously I'm hoping that it's curi- like interesting and not yeah. something that is boring and we've seen before I'm like really just bored with everything yeah so I'm waiting I want things that are interesting I feel mm. like just everything you know not that we're not aware everything in our artistic thing right now is recycled yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Are you interested in seeing, finally, Natasha Pierre? I am. I still haven't seen that. Yeah, I think, I don't know, in my head, if it were done in a similar way to that, you know, I could see Moulin Rouge working really well, like, mm. in a more non-traditional setting. But then now we have it back, we have Natasha Pierre back in a... Theater. theater and I know they're gonna do you know funky stuff with arranging the theater but it still is gonna be like a proscenium on a stage maybe they'll break that fourth wall but still right it's I can't possibly be the same feeling as mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it won't work it just right. isn't gonna be the same Different. definitely like fun home in proscenium theaters oh fun home <clears throat> fun home's closing so, this week know. I feel like there will be a lot of projections in Moulin Rouge because there was so much, like, visual Baz Luhrmann Mm. backdrops, which I guess maybe I'm okay with, considering that's the, where it's coming from already, it's it's not taking the place of something that was different. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. I have my reservations as well. Same. I should watch that again, though. And I wonder if they'll be able to get all, like, the licensing to all of the songs. Right. Because they had original music, but they also did, like, the Elephant Love Medley is a whole bunch of mishmashed pop songs. They'll probably just write something new there, wouldn't you think? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't, people... Man, people who, especially if they love Moulin Rouge and aren't musical theater people, which Mm. I'm sure there's a very small subset, because I feel like most people would be both. But if they came to see this and it didn't have the elephant love medley, I think they'd be riots. That's funny. Ugh, it would be like people watching Sound of Music Live being like, the order of songs is confusing. Mm. This is wrong. (laughs) Yep. Well, who's Laura Benanti? Uh, (laughs) 
I don't know, man. That just... It's so far away. You know, it's like... When's it, when's it supposed to happen? Yeah, like, I when's it supposed know. to happen? It's not probably till like, next fucking two springs from now or some shit. I mean, I, there isn't even... The show's opening city, opening venue, and production timeline will be announced at a later date. Oh, so like, come it's just, on! It's They're just, just like, like, we're, we're doing a show. Yeah. Okay. And because Alex Timbers is doing, is also working on Beetlejuice right now and had been working on Frozen. So, like, I'm right. sure maybe that's one of the reasons he left Frozen because they okay. were butting heads a little bit and then... They were like, we want to do this project, and that sounds much more up your alley than Disney. Right, right. And, but it's so far away that he's like, okay, I'll focus on Beetlejuice, and then we can do this in the future. Who's writing the music in the book for Beetlejuice? I, I'm not sure who's doing the music for Beetlejuice. Mm. So I just Googled Beetlejuice musical to see if I could find out who was doing the music. And the first thing that pops up is Beetlejuice's Rock and Roll Ga- Graveyard Review. <laughs> Universal Studios. Oh, man. It has a Wikipedia page. <laughs> Damn. Let's see. This is from August 19th. Okay. So, Al- yeah, Alex Timbers is doing it. Uh, yeah, this doesn't say who's the, doing the music. I have no idea. Weird. Maybe that's another uh-huh. thing that's, like, just happening. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I thought it was further along. Right. In my mind, it's whatever. I don't care. We'll find out eventually. Yep. Well, our last thing to talk about is Playbill compiled this like interesting sort of list of they asked over 70 actors to Mm. name their favorite show tune of all time oh um and i mean it's a big list it's over 70 so top five what's the top five well i really enjoyed when people um talked about songs that they sort of created or were like their iconic songs like ben vereen said magic to do Mm-hmm. And uh, Marla Mindel said, "If I said the life I never led, would you slap me across the face?" <laughs> That's amazing. Oh man, Alex Timbers said, "From this moment on, it's just a Cole Porter song." But like for a brief second, I, th- I like glanced at it and thought he was saying it was "This Is the Moment" from Jekyll and Hyde. Oh damn! I got really excited. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. Uh, Alice Ripley gave a long list of her favorites. She said, everything's coming up roses. Something's coming. Much more. Applause. All, I'm all I've got. Sunday. I remember. And Superboy and the Invisible Girl. Nice. Wow. Oh, Gavin Lee's favorite is Unexpected Song from Song and Dance. Yes. That's good so one. good. Oh, let's see who else. Oh, Nick Adams is the music in the mirror. <laughs> Amazing. Did they ask Carolee Carmelo? Uh, I'm looking. They did ask Greg Edelman. <gasps> what did he say? He gave two choices. He says, for my more mainstream choice, I'll go with At the Ballet from A Chorus Line. For the Road Less Traveled choice, I'll pick Is Anybody There from 1776. 
Oh. Do you want to know what Jackie Hoffman's answer was? Yes. <clears throat> Is this a questionnaire for gay people? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love her so much. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh my God, Joshua Henry's list is so perfect. Ooh, what do you say? He said, well, it's a three-way tie between what would I do if I could feel from The Wiz, mm. new music from Ragtime, and Dividing yeah. Day from The Light in the oh, Piazza. Come on. Emma Skinner says hers is Schadenfreude from Avenue Q. Yes! Jessica Hecht, it says, suddenly Seymour. Mm. It's just a fun list. You should, everybody should go and read everybody's choices. Yeah, give it a peruse. I don't know. I was thinking about it. I don't know, man. What are you, yeah, what are you going to put on there? For me, for me, off the top yeah. of my head, wait, what is the specific criteria of it this? It just says your favorite, favorite show tune of all time. Favorite show tune of all time. Hmm. Show tune. Favorite. <laughs> I don't know. Show tune is an interesting word because show tune to me, I feel like, Makes me want to pick like a revival number. Makes me want to be like, like, like I'm like my favorite show tune that makes me be like I love musicals. Yeah, show Um, tune makes me think that like evokes that type. Well, my first thought as far like my first like what makes me be like oh my god show tune I love musical favorite. This makes me just love the form is something like. the revival song from Urinetown. Run Freedom Run? Yeah, that one. That's what it was. Oh, that's I was like, a good one. That song just makes me want to jump up and dance, and nothing makes me want to dance. Mm. <laughs> that's good criteria. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Run Freedom Run! Yes, Hunter Foster. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, if we knew, I want a revival of fucking Urinetown. God, me too. That is musical we need. I don't know. You can't think of like 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 I just keep thinking of a million. Yeah. Right. I mean, other side was like like, more like eleven o'clock number is probably where I would go. Right. Well, that was my first thought was like eleven o'clock numbers, but then I was like, I want to. Think of, I mean, I have plenty of eleven o'clock numbers that I love. I mean, my first thought was like fifty percent from Ballroom. That song mm. is fucking amazing. Anything from Follies. I mean, all of Ragtime is my favorite show tune. Exactly right, right. <laughs> all of Ragtime. Because um. <laughs> God, new music is so it like mm. breaks mm-hmm. my heart, but also like. <sighs> Maybe new music. I'll just go with new music. Me and Josh Henry say new music. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Especially that, oh, the Cole House Walker section in the middle. That really gets me every time. Mm. There's a couple of people on this list who I don't know, recognize their names. And then there's a couple of weird people that they ask, like Marlo Thomas. 
Amazing. Marlo oh Thomas God, a- said the entire score of A Chorus Line. <laughs> Already. <laughs> Which, you know, can't go wrong with A Chorus Line. I mean, you can't. Cannot. You know what I watched the I watched not the entire show but I watched the first act of Passing Strange with my roommate mm. Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, which I say this is really funny because we have been like we've been you know he's going through a little you know personal sort of I'm 25 existential crisis. I'm going through a pretty ridiculous existential crisis that's been going yeah. on for a long time. <laughs> um, so, like, I had been listening to Passing Strange and finding a lot of comfort in it. And I was sure. like, I think you would like it. We should watch it together. So we, like, watched the first act and whatever he had to open the next morning. So we didn't watch the second act. <laughs> but, like, three days ago at work, Rebecca Naomi Jones came in to get some coffee. <laughs> And I was yeah. like, I was like about to walk out the door and leave. And I just turned to him and I was like, remember that show we were watching? And he was like, yes. And I was like, remember that girl? And he was like, yes. And I was like, look over there. <laughs> Amazing. And then Sean, because he's like not used to any sort of celebrity encounters much at all, was like. Oh, but we did not disturb her. That's good. Although, you know, there was that sort of, like, feeling in the air like she knew that we knew who she was. Yeah, that happens. You know? Yeah, I did. Where they're like, I sense that you looked at me twice and I understand why. You recognize (laughs) my face. Mm -hmm. It's You recognize me. You're thinking whether or not you could say something to me. You're choosing not to. It's cool. I would like coffee, please. (laughs) No, but it was fun. I love Passing Strange. That show is really, really uh, good to me right now. I wish it were still on. Um, I know Netflix. it's nowhere. I but maybe bought I should it. Buy it. Yeah. I well, the thing that was annoying is that literally when we were like, let's watch this. So I went and couldn't find it streaming anywhere, which was really frustrating. And then I was like, it's fine. I own it on DVD, and I do, or did. Uh-oh. I think I I might have given it to someone. I might just can't find it. I don't know. But I couldn't find it. So then I bought it as, uh, like, stream, like, streaming so yeah. that I will always have it. That's good. Oh, but, yeah, I used to just be sitting on Netflix. Boo. Two Mondays from now, everyone, there is a really super awesome benefit happening with the Honest Accomplice theater company that I'm in. Okay, benefit. It's called Make Some Noise. Um, mm-hmm. It is two Mondays from now, September 19th, in the evening, 7 uh, to 10-ish. Um, oh, whoops. That's funny. We changed the venue. Oh, well. It's not <laughs> at New 42 anymore? No, I mean, now it's, 42, now it's at Son of Essex. Oh, Okay. <clears throat> But listen to this lineup. First of I all, know. hosted by Susan Blackwell. Right. Celebrity guests, Laura Benanti, John Conley, <laughs> Andrew Keenan-Bolger, oh. Celia Keenan-Bolger. Oh. I know for a fact that Maggie Keenan-Bolger will also <laughs> be there. Andrew Reynolds and more. Ugh. And they're playing games, right? Yeah, there's plenty of other people. Yeah, there's like... 
uh, this a like whatever people are who knows who's gonna drop out and come back in. Probably sure. all the Keenan Bolger related people will definitely be there. I think they'll still be there. Um, Safe bet. They are locked into this schedule. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but um, no, yeah, we're gonna play like uh, uh, charade type games with the celebrities, and I'm trying to think of what the other. Not like gravid water, but like there are going to be some of some types of games that our audience celebrity team up in our, you know, like a pyramid, Fun. I think, yeah. situation or something like that. So, yeah, yeah, I know that's everyone's top priority. There is the potential for interacting with celebrities at this event. That's you might be able to like lightly touch Laura Benanti's arm in a very respectful way. Yes. Hands off the ladies. <laughs> Hands off the ladies. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. It's only $35 yeah, for this benefit. That's, that's amazing for amazing a benefit. Deal. You pay $35, you get to be in the same room as Laura Benanti. Great mm-hmm. deal. Um, yeah, there's going to be drinks and things and dancing and things and plenty of other games and also raffle stuff. There's like tons of raffle um, shit that we're putting together. And also support us. Yes, we're doing important things. Mm -hmm. We're doing important things about bodies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, and the most important part is that we're uh, premiering the first episode or the first video in the um, Trans Literacy Project video launch. The first video. Been working on all of this for a long time. Yeah, I actually don't know if I'm actually in... I mean, I haven't seen a cut of any of them. But right. we did have a lot of fun uh, filming those things, and they should be pretty ridiculous and weird. We did cool. lots of cuts of fun uh, things, you know, like we were like, in this scene, we're looking for our gender. Where's your gender? So it's like a room full of people wandering around being like, gender? Gender? Mm-hmm. Hello? Gender? Mm-hmm. It should be very funny. I'm excited about these videos. Well, great. God, even I am like really when I look at our list of our board of directors and advisory board. Yeah. It's Gavin Creel, William Ivy Long, Audra McDonald, Janine Tesori. Those are the people on our advisory board. Ugh. Wow. So fancy. I know. It's okay. They're only there in name. That's what an advisory board is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Can't like call up Audra and be like, I need you to advise Audra, me. I have rehearsal next week, having trouble running my lines. You're on the advisory <laughs> board. Will you run lines with me? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> She'll be like, yeah, sure. Sure. I am only here to help the children. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, you should all come. The tickets are honestaccomplice.org. $35, September 19th. I'll be there. I haven't bought a ticket, but I'm planning (laughs) on being there. (laughs) If you do buy a ticket, if there's a note section or something in there, write that you know me. Be like, Emily Oakley told me to buy this ticket or whatever. Um, and if you can't do that, tweet us and be like, yay, I'm coming. Because if if I need, I want to tally 
people that are coming because I specifically have gotten them to come because also we have a cast in cast competition going oh. on. Whoever from the cast brings the most people gets one of the raffle prizes. Amazing. Which would be ironic if I got the raffle prize that I donated. Oh, that would be. Right? I could end up walking home with like a fucking couple bags of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would trade with someone. I would trade with someone. Sure. Carolee, 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 Carolee. Update! Happy fucking birthday, Carolee Carmelo. Oh, happy birthday. September 1st, me. national holiday for tr- world treasure Carolee Carmelo, the talent of a lifetime. Truth. Truth. <laughs> um, happy and birthday. She's, yeah. She's I still think she done had a, some some postings. So I she's know, not right? Right? Isn't it great? We had a falsettos keeping her in the loop, and then we had a birthday keeping her on the yep. social media. We'll see what next week brings. Now it's time for the Audra McDonald Tweet of the Week. On September 1st, Carolee Carmelo's birthday, at 1.08 a.m., Audra McDonald tweeted, This poem is weighing heavily on my mind after tonight's quote-unquote speech. And it is... I'll read the whole thing. First they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. Right on, Audra McDonald. Yeah. Right on. I want to see every single sports player not standing near the during the national anthem. Mm-hmm. I'm actually not. I don't know what speech she is in reference to that made her think of this poem. But mm, I think yeah, this poem sure is always relevant. It's the most. It's yeah. It's yeah. the real deal. It's and it's pretty oft quoted, and I think it just needs to be practiced. <laughs> right, a hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Right. Listen to our our advisory board, Audra McDonald. Exactly. Let her advise you and how you should. She's advising you to up. stand the fuck up, stop buying tickets to all white Broadway shows, and don't vote for Donald Trump. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty, N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us and leave us a comment and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go, go see live theater. theater.